We haven't entirely nailed down what element it is yet, but I'll tell you this, it's a lively one. Let's give your parents a call right now. Welcome to episode number 59 of Gaming with the Moms. My name is Nicole Tanner. I am managing editor at Pixelkin.org and the mother of a four-year-old. Our other mother, Linda, is not joining us today. However, we have a guest mom, and that's Regina McMenery. She is from the Geek Embassy, and she is author of the forthcoming book, Mothering the Game. Hi, Regina. Hi. I'm so glad to be here. And... We have our dad, as always. <laughs> I love how we get the downturn inflection. We have uh, yeah. dad we get in the, the dad. Uh, yeah, yeah. so Stephen Dutzman, who is editor and founder of Engage Family Gaming and the father of three. Hello, Stephen. I missed you last week, I swear. I, I swear. Um, I, so I tried my absolute best to hold up your platinum standards well, in podcast I think, hosting. And I think, I think I did, did a pretty good job. Come, all right, yeah. good. Well, that's, that yeah. is high praise from an expert <laughs> and industry maven. So I appreciate uh, the kind words. Um, I know most of it's a lie. I, I know that you had to, you spent like 14 hours editing it just so that you made it sound halfway good. And that's okay. Um, Cause that's the kind of work you do for pixelkin.org. They, yeah. Yeah. We try, we try to do good work. Uh, but well, yeah, I was. I mean, you guys do great work, and then I tear it down, and then you work hard to make up for it. I don't know, like Regina. I don't know why they keep me around, but I mean, it's, it's certainly not for my brains. Somebody's got to make the work happen. Yeah, I think it's just to make them look good by comparison. It's like the you know, there's something fair. to be said for that. There's something to be said. Wow. I'm like the, I'm the plucky comic relief. I'm like. I'm like Plastic Man on the Justice League, you know. That's a deep. I was going to say you were the like the red shirt guy in uh, yeah, Galaxy red shirt. Quest. Yeah, not, but the one in Galaxy Quest. He's oh. like, you're not the red shirt. You're the plucky comic relief. Okay. <laughs> nice, that's, nice. That's and I thought I had a deep cut, and then the guest brings out the Galaxy Quest reference. Well played. <laughs> well played. Uh, yeah, so I was sick last week. It kind of sucks. It's like I got the E3 illness without actually being at E3. Which yeah, so you might as well of... just go. I know. Had, I should have just been there. Fatigue. <laughs> yeah. had posting fatigue. From yes, yeah, those. that's probably what it is. But <laughs> as mentioned, Stephen did a great job. And hopefully if you're listening, then you listened last week as well. But if you haven't, then I suggest that you do it. Um, okay, so trying to think if there are any parenting things I have to talk about right off the top of my head. I don't think so. Steven, do you have any parenting stories you want to share with us this week? So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get it off the chest. Another downturn. Yeah. <laughs> another downturn. Yeah, so I, I just... It's summer vacation. Mm. And it sucks really bad. <laughs> Um, I really want, so, um, for those who are new and for our, for the benefit of our guest, for added context, uh, my children are 10, seven, by the way, I've been saying my middle child is eight since the beginning of the podcast. Absolutely not. His eighth birthday is October 31st. No, October 29th. Yeah. Yeah. 29th. Um, and he's seven. Um, and he corrected me when I referred to him as an eight year old. So, um, nice. yeah, so 
Well, I'm a dad. Well, you're supposed to learn from your kids, right? Yeah. They're supposed to teach you. Well, they're not supposed to school you, but they're supposed to teach they, you. <laughs> they definitely start. You know what? This year has been a lot of humility in being taught by my kids. And I'm actually going to be writing about that a lot on my site. And I'm probably even going to write a book on it because, and I'm not oh, even wow. kidding because, um, so lighthearted stuff, summer vacation sucks. Let's all just, you'll get there, Nicole, you'll understand. You'll get those months of peace. And then it's just all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. What's worse <laughs> is my wife runs a home-based daycare mm. and all those guys are there too. Oh, geez. so I, I mean, fortunately, e, they were all on vacation during the week of E3, so I was able to work. But then I went back mm. to my day job, um, and then I would come home, and it was just like living inside of a beehive that was built inside of a bass drum um, <laughs> and was like crowd surfing. That was like my house. Wow. So, um, but on the on the serious note, legitimately, these last handful of weeks, I have been I've taken up the quest to become a Pokemon master. And my sons are, my oldest son is basically a Pokemon master. Um, and so he, I have been asking, I have made a point that before I go to like Bulbapedia or whatever online, I try and ask him. And at one point I was asking him a question about like my group composition and like what kind of Pokemon I should get and whatever. And he looked me square in the eye. And this is how I knew that my world was coming to an end. He looked me square in the eye and he said, dad, you've got two badges. There are more than two badges. Don't you're overthinking this dad. Just get a Pokemon that looks cool and punch guys and you'll be fine. And I did. I found a Pokemon that punch it literally punches guys. And then I was fine. Um, yeah. So being taught by my kid is, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a humble experience, but one that I, uh, I, I, I actually really treasure, uh, because yeah. there's not many parents that are willing, that are able to learn or willing to, you know, kind of pay attention. So I think it's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Anna has been saying some things that have been making my husband and I laugh. Like, we told her, like, asked her to do something, and she's like, I'm working on it. I was like, what? Really? Oh, man. If that's, the, if that's the sassy pants thing you're getting, give yeah, it time. I know. Give she's it only time. four. You know, she's only four. I'm sure that... Uh, oh, they're... I took my daughter to the library a couple weeks ago, uh -huh. and she climbed up into the computer chair. I was uh -huh. looking at the other books, and I turned around, and she had put the headphone on herself had booted up whatever educational game they had at the computer at the library. And they walk over to her and I'm like, what you doing? She's like, I'm working. <laughs> working. Nice. <laughs> from somebody. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, that's, that sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My oldest son is uh, a beast. He's a very large man uh, for a 10-year-old. And... Um, he and I, he, he learned a valuable lesson on the last handful of weeks about not punching dad in the business. Oh, um, and, uh, wow. he learned a valuable lesson. Um, yeah. Spoiler, I would think he would have learned that before 10. He, he never did it wow. intentionally. I mean, there's, I mean, not kids run around yeah. in headbutts. Headbutts and, and are there's different. elbows, you know, yeah. kid elbows. The yeah. Elbows are brute. The face of the no, planet, no, no. So. This was legitimately a, right. he walked by and just went, pow, like Bruce Lee. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, he and I had a, a discussion. 
Um, Wow. You with a falsetto. (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. I, I I had to remove myself from the scenario. Um, yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit it. That did make me a little mad. And I thought, now is not yeah. the time to have a heart-to-heart because I'm just going to yell. And right. so I went and I went and sat down and I played some Stardew Valley. <laughs> because that is completely relaxing. Because and we it will is talk relaxing. <laughs> and then I said, son, you ever do that again? We're going to have some serious problems. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yes. video games. My understanding is this is a video game podcast, at yes. least occasionally. Yeah, it mostly is. But I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about TV for for a little bit here. So because I didn't get to do it last week, uh, Game of Thrones season finale aired this weekend. Oh my god, so good! Last week's episode, episode nine, epic. Like Stephen, I know that you don't like the show, but I would still suggest that you watch the second half of season nine because there is an epic medieval style battle in it that is just amazing so okay ratio <laughs> of so uh, here's my here's my my this is going to be my gauge i will do this here is my question what is the ratio of murder not including battle that's not murder murder <laughs> to full frontal boobs Oh, in the last episode? There's in the actually, last handful of episodes. In the last handful of episodes. Well, the last two episodes, there hasn't there hasn't been a whole lot. Um of I don't murder I'm spoil or boobs. Either. Whoa. <laughs> well actually it's a pet like you Would said. Would they play flag if, football? Is that like <laughs> they, they changed up the they changed up the, no, the system? Well you said not counting the battle. <laughs> not <laughs> counting war. Because I understand yeah. that there is war. Because you said there's a medieval battle, so I'm guessing yes. there is a war, um, and yes. all the pictures and the stuff. Because I like di- I dive into the articles because I actually read yeah. what's happening, like, and I ask people to explain stuff to me um, because yeah. I j- don't care about spoilers since I don't care about the show. So like I vaguely yeah. understand what's happening in the show because you don't understand the internet if you don't understand what's happening on Game of Thrones. Yes. So yeah, th- it's like. It, the next thing I have to do is figure out what the heck Steven Universe is because I don't understand it and I don't understand <laughs> the, my people it, because it's all told through memes from yeah. like this fat kid in a star shirt. So yeah. that's my next project. But so I will watch the last I, I will. I have an HBO Go subscription. I will watch the last handful of uh, episodes. Cool. Yes. Um, episode so that we nine. Can absolutely. Them. There's episode. Um, there's some epic dragon stuff that happens in that episode. There's too. dragon. So got- well, I knew there were dagrons. Um, <laughs> so Regina, do you do you participate in the in the Game of Thrones? I have before. I missed this season, or I haven't watched it yet. Um, right. I just kind of dragged my feet. Be and you know, I launched a book project. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I had to make some sacrifices. Are you saying you don't have a lot of time? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah, reasonable like and fair. Writing. That's reasonable and fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot more yeah. discipline than I have. Like, I could not be watching Game of Thrones and be working more on my novel, but, you know. Well, if you <laughs> launch a crowdfunding campaign for a book and you start to recognize that you have X number of people who have already bought a book that you have about half finished, you know, it lights a fire. That's interesting. To get you I, moving. I just want to say I am one of those people now. Yes, you are one of those people. I Thank you very pre-ordered much. I ordered book this afternoon <laughs> while reading one chapter. I was like, nope, I'm in 100%. So um, 
I so I know that that's going to be like our primary topic. I cannot yes. wait to to talk about this because really any book that equates parenting, admittedly, I'm going to call it parenting because I can't relate to motherhood. Oh right, to yeah. World yeah. of Warcraft. <laughs> well, I, I picked mothering on purpose. I picked mothering on purpose because the initials for the book are actually MTG, which is oh, like Magical Gathering, right? She oh, is geez. my girl. This is my girl <laughs> right. out here. Um, right? Yeah, we'll, uh, we're gonna I totally get it. And Nicole just rolled her eyes at me the same way I rolled my eyes at her when she mentions Game of Thrones. So, Nicole, why don't we, like, churn through the news, not okay, to tell you what to do, and then let's talk about, like, parenting meets World of Warcraft with a Magic the Gathering right. pun built in, which is, like, <laughs> a book for me, only not yes. for me. Absolutely. Um, so only a few, you know, news, there's not a lot going on because, you know, everybody is sort of taking a crash after E3. Well, the downturn. Uh, yeah. E3, so yeah. Uh, first thing is really, really cool. So they're building a special version of Civilization to be used in schools it's called Civilization EDU. And it's super cool. Like Civilization is already like historic. I mean, I would say his- completely historically accurate but you can driven yeah you can definitely learn some things about history while playing civilization and so it's awesome that they're they're going to be bringing this into schools i guess some of the things that they're that they're adding are like uh like an analytic thing so it can measure uh kids progress and the teacher can take a look at it and and see what's what's going on there and um but it's super cool i i'm so excited i am bummed that i'm not in high school anymore no, 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 you're not. No, I'm not. No, you're not. Let's just hope that 2K Games will uh, like us enough to maybe give us an EDU license um, mm. so that we can play around with it. Um, I think the ability to use... So while it's not a recreation of history, yeah. right? The reality is the way cultures... This is something I, sp- I studied a lot when I was uh, doing my formal schooling, um, you know, and, and thought a lot about this, is the idea of the development of cultures really does follow game-like principles. Um, mm-hmm. Let's be honest with ourselves. Anything that involves human behavior follows game-like principles on some level. So while, no, you won't be able to say I I exactly what happened between you'll be creating a fictional history but there are ways where you know you can play i could absolutely imagine and i would love to do it play a game where you know you take 20 turns as a class Mm -hmm. you know every nation you take 20 turns and then you sit down and you say okay don't tell me the mechanics. Tell me why you did mm. everything you did. Um, and you'll find out, well, we had to expand so we could, we wanted this resource that was near us. So we had to expand. And the only way we could do that was to develop our culture. So how do we do this? We took these steps and then mm. there was this city state nearby and we sub, we subjugated them. I almost said subrogated LOL insurance term. Um, <laughs> we, we almost made their other insurance pay for it. No, uh, we almost subju- <laughs> we decided to subjugate them. Why did you do that? Because at the end of the day, and I talked about this on the EFG evening news update, which, is available on the Engage Family Gaming YouTube channel. Um, sorry for the plug. I'll keep those to a minimum. Um, the um, the idea that like it, it, learning about conflict because eventually Civ turns into who nuking the map. Right. And what's interesting about it is number one, you nuke the map. It's never a good thing. Um, but the other piece <laughs> is 
you can it war is largely about resources this, this these yeah. people have this thing that i want and they will give it to me no matter what i say so trade is the, it always starts every oh we can go through each other's borders we can trade now towards the end you're driving tanks into their into their city and blowing it up um and so learning how that works i think more high school students would have an understanding of how conflicts start mm. um and it might be so it I, I think it has some serious potential i cannot wait to see what teachers put up YouTube videos of classroom projects and things like that. This has the potential to be awesome. It also has the potential to just be an excuse to let kids play games. But I really hope <laughs> some talented teachers will take up the charge and just go nuts with this. Yeah. Yeah, it's super, super well, cool. I saw, oh, sorry. Just as a segue, as a um, aside, I saw a video of a teacher, a high school teacher who was using plants versus zombies as in an, in an econ- economics class yeah, to teach the, the balance of money and exchange of money and exchange of funds yeah. through plants versus zombies. So, I mean, I think the foundation for this kind of learning is definitely there, oh, yeah. but you're right there. There's a lot for how they approach applying it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. So other bit of news. So uh, Shigeru Miyamoto told somebody, I forget who he told, possibly IGN or someone like that, that uh, in order to break even, Legend of Zelda Breath of Wild needs to pass 2 million in sales. And it's like, hey, Miyamoto, you didn't even really need to tell us that because Skyward Sword, which lots of people, um, myself included, didn't actually buy, uh, sold 4 million worldwide. So I don't think they have anything to worry about. Well. Well, what, Steven? Um... (laughs) Can I provide some data? Because I did a bunch of research. Okay, go. So, one, um, comparing the install base on the Wii and the Wii U, um, I mean, the Wii sold over 100 million units. The Wii sold, as of December 1st, sold 12.5 million. We can Mm. assume that there's probably been an uptick since then, maybe. Yeah. Let's be generous and assume that it it increased by 500,000, just because that makes it an even 13. There are eight games in the history of the Wii U that have sold more than two million copies. Mm. Um, so only eight. And those games, and I'll do this real fast, are Mario Kart 8 at 7.5, New Super Mario Bros. U at 5.2, Nintendo Land, which was a pack-in, so that barely counts. Um, <laughs> Super Mario, it really doesn't. I, I mean, yeah. you can't count it. Um, Super Mario 3D World, and, and that's at about five. Splatoon at around 4, Super Mario Maker at 3.5, and New Super Luigi U at 2.4. New Super Luigi U was a budget title and mm. was, towards the end, heavily discounted. Um, you know, so you can't really include that one either. So it, there are only eight games that have sold it. Now, do I think the fact that it is a cross-platform game going to help? Yes. <laughs> um... You knew exactly what I was going to say there. I was just getting ready. You were, you were <laughs> loaded, and I was like, yeah. uh, no. So, yes, no, you're right. You're right. It is a cross-platform game. However, I mean, I, I think that it is still... Is it, an, is it a guarantee to sell more than $2 million? I would say yes. I, I, I'm, I'm just saying that I think it's worth... I think they have to stress about it a little. Is it a okay. lock? Probably... They thought everything was a lock. They thought the Wii U was a lock. 
Yeah, that's true. And I don't true. know if you noticed, but the Wii U, I mean, I love my Wii U. Don't get yeah. me wrong, that thing's a beast. And it will see play in my house for the next decade. But um, they've, they've taken a lot of things for granted, and I think it makes sense. And I'm actually comforted by the fact that they're not taking the, the new Zelda game for granted. I want them yeah. to worry about that thing until the day it hits the door. Because I want it to be perfect. Because if it is perfect, then it'll be a great way to both send off the Wii U, which was a better system than they gave it credit for, and mm-hmm. launch the Nintendo NX, uh, which needs as big of a push to start as physically possible. Absolutely. And, you know, for I, we've said this before, like Nintendo finally being smart when they're launching a console to have a large game to go with it uh, on launch day. So, I don't know. I, I think that Zelda is still going to sell 2 million easily because there's so much hype about this game. People have been looking forward to it for years, literally. Poor Courtney. Um, so, <laughs> so, I just, I don't know. Like, a Skyward Sword, I was like, eh, whatever. And I didn't even have a child at that time. Like, that's my usually my excuse for not knowing about a game is, eh, child, d- vacuum, I didn't pay attention, you know, whatever. But I didn't even have a child when Skyward Sword came out, and I was like, I don't care, whatever. <laughs> so, anyhow. Regina, where do you come down on the uh, Zelda topic? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I love... I love Nintendo. I love their games. They generally love their offerings. I, you know, I'm always excited. I'm generally not a buy right out the door gamer at mm. all. I usually come to things later. I give them some time to kind of, I don't know. I feel now I kind of like have to let things mature. Mm. The last few times I have bought, you know, on release day, I've been really disappointed. I'm mm. looking at you doing Diablo three. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I've had some really... <laughs> grow. Diablo needed... You're right. You're right. Because I actually <laughs> yeah. didn't buy it, but largely because I didn't have a machine that would play it. Um, right. Oh, yeah. It wasn't available yeah. back on launch day. And I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, so it wasn't. That but that's, me. you know... Then you're right. By the yeah. time I played it, it was a completely different game. Yeah, but at first, and they didn't have the servers ready. And, you know, just run into so many problems when I jump in as soon as things are launched that mm. I just, it takes away the joy from the game for me. Yeah. Um, so I was late to the Wii U. I do have a Wii U. That's my, you know, my primary console right now. Um, but I'm mostly a PC gamer as well. So I kind of let things cook now before I, before I jump in and I kind of see where they go. And I'll probably do the same with this. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Don't worry. I'll jump in for you. Uh, yeah, thank you. One. Thank I you. I will yeah. uh, gladly uh, purchase Zelda Day One, and I'll I'll be sure to tell you how it is. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An honest, unbiased. It, well, in as much as right. you can do an unbiased, unbiased. Full disclosure: I cannot do an unbiased Nintendo review. I am a slave to them. I'm like monkey and, <laughs> yeah. and enslaved. I got like the bomb head headband and everything. Yeah, you know what? That happens a lot in games journalism, though. I call it like the fanboy effect. So if there's a big game that comes out, like journalists have to play through it really quickly, sometimes even before it's launched, and they write the review because they're so excited about this game. Oh, my God. And then like after a few months, people are like, "What? that really wasn't as good as everybody said it was. So, But that excitement carries. Yeah. It can carry. You know, yeah, but I have the issue of I am a one man show. So if I want to do a review, I got to do it. So, yeah, (laughs) the reality is I can't avoid the fanboy effect. Yeah. Well, you know what? So I just own it is what I do. Okay. 
It's yeah. the first line. I mean, if you read most of my Nintendo reviews, they say it right at the top. I am an unabashed, uncontrolled fan. That's going to be the first line in my Final Fantasy 15 review. Because I can't <laughs> control it. I'm just a giant nerd. I mean, I LARP. By default, I'm a nerd. We know this. You know what? You know what? I was discussing the Targaryen family tree on Facebook a few days ago. Um after the the season finale, did, did you aired. do it with elf ears on though? Because I did not. Once you put elf ears on, you take your you take your activity to the next level. Your, I'm not insulting yes. myself. Your game goes. You level up at that point. <laughs> yeah, or or level down. It depends on how you want to go. Right. Depends. Yeah, depends. there are no elves in Game of Thrones, so yeah, they it wouldn't have been. That. They got weird yeah. zombie things. They got weird <laughs> they zombie do. things. They do. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, so anyhow, sorry to bring that up again. Uh, so Song of the Deep is this new game that's coming from Insomniac, which is one of my favorite developers. They make games like Ratchet and Clank and Sunset Overdrive, and they're currently working on a Spider-Man game that we felt, found out about at E3. So Song of the Deep is their... Um, it's a smaller game from them. It's going to be, I think, the first game coming out of GameStop's new publishing division. Um, it's like a 2D sort of Metroid Castlevania-ish game uh, about uh, a little girl in a submarine. She's trying to find her father who was lost at sea. And there was a really, really cool video that came out that the main character is actually based on uh, the real-life daughter of one of the creators. Uh, and it was, it was so cute. It was like, um, he was saying things like, you know, typically... Female, you know, main characters in games are kind of like the the strong, just kind of badass type, you know, women, which is true. And it's like sometimes those those are cool, like Lara Croft. Yes. Um, but he wanted to do something where he showed kind of like a more normal um, female character that you a know, little bit more relatable, more the relatable and, and to prove that they can be heroes, too, even without having all that. Yeah. Um, stuff behind them. So it's a really cool story. We have the video up on Pixkin. I suggest that you take a look at it. Uh, and it was so great because the, the daughter is in that. And she's like showing off like her drawings that she made like for the game and all that kind of stuff. It's super cool. Super cool. Yeah, it was really sweet. It was really sweet to see them interacting. I watched the yeah. video too. Yeah. It was just, it was so cute. Yeah. And it's a beautiful game. It is. Um, it is. It really is beautiful. The, the, underwater landscape you don't see too terribly often yeah um so that oh that was really cool and she insisted that there was a mermaid included so. right exactly yeah there had to be a mermaid she insisted that there was a mermaid yes <laughs> yes yes uh yeah underwater landscape i'm sorry this wasn't on our list for news just like pinged me and i have to do it um so it looks like bioshock collection is a thing that is happening of course this was on your list it was happening <laughs> we were talking about this something was gonna bring it up as yeah. soon as I saw you post that on Facebook, I went, oh, topic, topic. <laughs> I mean, there's not much of a topic. It's been hinted at since last, you know, fall. There have been things linked here and there. And now it's 2K's own fault <laughs> that something is out there because they had a page on their official website with information about the game. And IGN was fast enough to take screenshots of all that stuff. And you can see it on their site now. So Definitely happening. I'm hoping probably holiday season this year is when it will come out. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a day one purchase on that one for sure. Bioshock's probably my favorite game of all time. The first one. Well, so. I'm I'm very happy for you. <laughs> so no, all right. So can I say this? Um, yes. I do not like being scared. Um, 
And Bioshock 1, I could not play it alone at night. Legitimately, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. It was creepy. Well, it was super effective. Um, I love the hell out of Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. So I think my issue is that Rapture just freaks me out. It really just comes <laughs> down to I'm super claustrophobic. Uh, um, and so I always just felt really suffocated. And so while I really enjoyed what I played, um, and uh-huh. I think it, uh, it's a lauded game and a lauded franchise, and I think it deserves every, all the praise that it gets. It is just not for me. And so the fact that you're going to buy it day one, I knew it. Um, <laughs> and you know what? And I don't even mean this sarcastically. Like, yeah, I am super happy that Bioshock fans get to see this. I'm happy that 2K gets to make a little bit of money. It doesn't feel yeah. like a cash grab because upgrading um, Bioshock so it's playable on new consoles is just a great idea um, for conservation purposes. Um, and I took a look at the slider that showed like how it looks now versus how it looked then, and it absolutely the lighting effects alone are worth it yeah. in Rapture. So, yeah. Um, if they give me a way to buy just. Bioshock Infinite, like if you can buy the bundle, but like maybe digitally you can buy one of them, I'll probably buy Bioshock Infinite um, because I really enjoyed that one. But Rapture and me, we don't get along and it's okay. It's it's me. It's not Rapture. It's all me. Rapture is awesome, though. Like it's I don't know. It's funny because lots of people tell me that they couldn't play it because it's scary. And I never thought of it as scary. Like, Resident Evil, like, that's scary. Like, Bioshock just doesn't seem that scary to me. Well, Bioshock has more of the suspense to it. Yes, yes. Than, like, you know, Resident Evil just has the gore factor. Yeah. But Bioshock has that suspense. If you don't like that, like, sensation of being, you know, startled in game, Uh I think then then you can shy away from it a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good point. That was my, my thinking about it. Yeah, um... Yeah, it's scary. I mean, I get that you think you're scary, and that's totally fine. I mean, you're 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 tougher than me. I get it. I'm a weak. I am I am weak, and I am willing to own that. Um, you know, and it's okay. It's fine. Well, um, I was I was gifted a PC game called State of Decay. Oh, um, State of Decay. That's another good one. <laughs> see, I, and I couldn't play it. Oh I, no! I could I couldn't play it. Like wow. I listened to just a sound effect on it, mm. and there were like babies crying off in the distance, and you know I like they're like, oh yeah, they can totally sneak up on you. I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know maybe, maybe games don't scare me as much as I thought they did because I love that game too. <laughs> <laughs> and I typically don't like zombies, so. Um, well, I mean, I think everybody loves the building aspect of yes, State of Decay. Yes. I think that if you are a builder, if you're a creator in game, then I think you know it's definitely the ultimate challenge for that. Yeah. Um, but seriously, just some of the sound effects and the background, and just the background noise. It wasn't even necessarily like I said the gore of the zombies, right? Yeah. In that, but that like the creep factor of some of the like. A distant sound and the creaking and the yeah. Oh yeah. man, I can't do Resident Evil either. So, <laughs> um, the, well, here's the question: Are being that you like scary games, uh, Nicole, <laughs> are you gonna play? I mean, are you disappointed that the new Resident Evil is 100 first person and will likely make you uke? Yeah, no, I won't play the new Resident Evil. I don't like. I haven't liked any of the Resident Evil games. Well, I, I should say I haven't really played them. I played five a little bit. Um, co-op with my brother was that five or four five i it was probably five uh with my brother at one point if you point, played co-op it, just, it was definitely five 
Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, it wasn't really my thing. It never has been my thing. Like I said, All zombies, right. I'm not crazy about, but State of Decay was really good. And, you know, like Regina said, like I really enjoyed the sort of social, let's build up our base, let's have the interpersonal relationships between the characters and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I liked a lot. Yeah, so. it's got a lot more layers than yeah. any Resident Evil game I've seen. Right. Not that I'm an expert on that franchise, but I have seen and played a few of them. Yeah, no, the new There's one. No yeah, the new one is going to be crazy. From what we saw at E3, oh my god, no way, <laughs> no way would I play that. So, because it would jump scare you and make you sick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Even better, you could play it all in VR, Nicole. Right? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Definitely Probably. not. That's ridiculous. That's like um. There was like a level or something was made uh, for VR from Alien Isolation. And I was just like, I don't know why anybody would want to do that because it's bad enough playing that game when the alien kills you because you just like see its face and that, that second mouth like pops out like right at you. And I'm like, if you were in VR, what the heck? That would just be so scary. Like, how would anybody want to do that? Like, Some people are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Alien Isolation, that was another game that I, I don't know. I, I guess I shouldn't stop say, telling people that I don't like scary games because obviously I, I do. Um, I just watched part of the trailer of Isolation and was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. You have fun with it. Yeah. Um, okay, so so let's move into uh, Regina's uh, book and some of her cred as far as gaming goes. So. <laughs> Uh, so Regina, first tell us a little bit about like how you got started gaming and what some of your favorite games are. Oh, I got started gaming um, before I got my very first computer, which was my Apple IIe. I mentioned that one a lot when I talk <laughs> about uh, because when uh, when I got the Apple IIe, that's when gaming went from a family activity because before like the Atari or whatever yeah. was you know in front of the family TV was all of us playing together right. and my, with me and my parents and my friends or whatever. Um, but the Apple IIe was in my room and that was my computer. And so that was my gaming. Mm. And I just wrote a little bit on uh, Inkshares, actually, to have us do uh, blog posts, uh, the top 10 contestants right now mm. for the Nerdist contest. And I just wrote about how uh, my dad came in right after I had gotten my new to me Apple IIe because it was used when I got it mm. and said, um, you don't have to solve the game all in one night, Regina. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was Christmas vacation and I was up very, very late trying to uh, figure out Zork, the original uh, Zork. Yes, yes. Um, the Underground Empire. That's know, hardcore. And, uh, That's hardcore. It is <laughs> hardcore and it's still like one of my base games to go to. It was funny because when I was writing that um, piece, I went back to figure out what the text was that was on the you open the mailbox and there's a flyer in the mailbox. Mm -hmm. And I went back to find out what the text was. And it was just a text, you know, copy of the game itself. And I started reading it and I started getting that same like excitement mm. of playing it. Yeah. Even though, you know, it's a text game. So it's completely, <laughs> you know, in your imagination. But um, so that's where I started uh, from there. I played mostly PCs. I play some console games. Um, I was a big Doom player when I was in college. Um, the original Doom, and then when I got out, um, I started playing like MMO RPGs, um, and then got wrapped into World of Warcraft for a while, and then I started grad school, started my PhD program right after about a year after I had started playing WoW, and had been thinking at the time I was going to write about female heroes, and decided after I got into the program to write about women gamers instead, mm -hmm. and um, that's where I ended up doing a dissertation based on 
uh, digital role-playing games. And so that's what I wrote about for the dissertation. Um, cool. I had to go back and start playing again because I had actually stopped in grad school. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, I would imagine that the uh, yeah. uh, what you have to do in grad school probably takes up quite a bit of time. <laughs> yeah, the reading and the, the yeah. writing and then keeping up with everything really yeah. kind of trumped my time to be able to sit in front of the computer and just yes. wander through Azeroth. So. Yes. But now you've got something else that takes up your time. <laughs> now I have something else that takes up my time. Yes. So, yes. Uh, one that uh, all of us here can relate to. So, yes. Uh, yes. So you're a mom. So, and it's it's a daughter, right? Daughter. A daughter. Yes, How daughter. old is she? She's two and a half. Oh. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Great age. I know everybody Great who's age. been past three has it warns me that you know it's coming. You think? I mean, everybody talks about the terrible twos, but it really yeah. is around nope. three. Yeah. Not nope. twos or not nothing. For me. Right. <laughs> are nothing. Like I used to say, like you know, which my daughter was eighteen months because she talked really early. So, um, so and she, you know, she was really smart. Like, and I'm not just saying that, but she was mm-hmm. smarter than we wanted her to be at eighteen yeah. months. And, I run into uh, some of that too. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, slow thought, down and whoa. yeah, it's like eighteen months, and then oh, it's the two. Ugh. You know, it's like we we keep thinking like, oh my god, it's so bad, it can't get any worse, and then it's like, oh. Um, but hopefully, hopefully I haven't, to be honest, I haven't had too many really sort of, um, uh, crushing or difficult experiences. I'll have to say I'm very, I know I've been very lucky. She is reasonably, um, malleable for the most part with Mm. certain exceptions. Um, you know, at six months, she wouldn't let us spoon feed her. Like Mm -hmm. there was no spoon feeding to be had. I had to kind of like readapt to like, okay. You don't want to eat this, but it's because I'm delivering it to you on a spoon. As soon as she could feed herself, she was fine. Yeah. So I kind of put that as one of the defining characteristics of her. Like, she wouldn't be spoon fed. And she walked at nine months. Yeah. So that, you know, yeah. kind of changed everything. She Miss was so fast. It was so early. Yes, yeah. She's very independent. And she's still like that. And, you know, I mean, it's going to be a whole chapter about I do it. I do it. Yes. I do it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't, I don't, whatever. I don't want to scare you. <laughs> oh, no, I know what's coming. I'm, no spo- no I, spoilers. I'm an auntie, so I know. No spoilers. The, no spoilers. The problem is not independence. The problem is in independence combined with the, well, the, unco- the incompetence that comes with being young. And I, I haven't gotten old yet, so I'm still incompetent, obviously. So, um, <laughs> You know, so it's that that's where it really comes down to like, oh, man, you you must do this by yourself, but you're so bad at it. Like, <laughs> yes. what are you going to do? And also, you know, also, too, at least with my daughter, it's like it's it's the whole control issue. Like she's flipping out left and right because she she doesn't have any honestly control over her life for the most part. Very few things does she have control over. And so that's that's where she gets she gets yeah. angry very easily. Yeah. So, but Linda used to tell me like, like once you get to five, it'll be better. It'll be better once you get to five. I'm like, okay, well, yeah, one more year to go. One more <laughs> year on to go. Yeah. To that, to that carrot over yeah. there. Oh. <laughs> exactly. I, I won't, I won't tell you what happens on the other side. Um, uh, so at least, at least they can't punch you in the business. Uh, <laughs> you know? But they can't, you know, they can grab things. Really, yeah, that has happened to me. So that's valid. I ha- I've taken an elbow to a couple of tender spots. Yeah, that's valid. Exactly. That's valid. That's valid. You're right. And toddler elbows, I swear, are the strongest material on the planet. Sharp, hard. They're yeah. the worst. They are the worst. But Dug you know what? into places. Yeah. All those things aside, 
all challenges aside, man, are they some of the most profound and hilarious little animals on earth. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, which absolutely. is what makes it that that takes the that just turns the bus right around, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does. It does. Yeah. It makes it it's it's amazing. And I wasn't I, I was late to, to motherhood. I did a lot of other things first. And so I had a lot of sort of uh well, I talk about that a little bit in one chapter. I had a lot of achievements under my belt, you know, mm-hmm. for my life beforehand. Um, not knowing what I was kind of getting into. I mean, I, it doesn't matter what anybody tells you. you oh yeah, know until no. you're you know in it. Yeah, you have and, no idea. Yeah, you know <laughs> how how profound it changes you, and how profound it changes how you look at the world. And it sounds like such a cliche, but it really is yeah. true. The yeah, there was makes. one um, really really funny article on Scary Mommy. I love that that blog, by the way. <laughs> Scary Mommy is just awesome. Um, it was like a letter to my pregnant self you like first time pregnant self just kind of talking about like forget about all that stuff that you're thinking about natural childbirth that's yeah forget about this forget about that and it was so funny because it's so true like you worry about all these inconsequential things when you're pregnant and everything just goes straight out the window once you get to the hospital yeah (laughs) and yeah no kidding and then from there it's just one thing after another i know i joke about that there was a meme i saw i can't even remember where it came from it might have been scary mom scary mommy but um where it said, you know, your first child and it had this picture of like this grandiose, beautiful nursery with the crib and right. all the pretty things and all this. And, yeah. and you and I, I will admit it fell into this. Yeah. You have to have this nursery like this set up this way, this this thing. Yeah. None of that got used. None of it. Like it all went out the window and finally put a mattress on the floor and she sleeps on a mattress on the floor. And then that was the other picture was like with your second child, it was just a mattress on the floor in an empty room. And yes. it's like it that's that's yeah that's yes it. That's and then with a third child they don't the, even get a mattress right <laughs> uh, but that's a bit, because what's interesting about that is that you learn that that's really all they ever needed um, that is right. yeah exactly like <laughs> the, it, you know you have all this idea and you have all these people telling you you need all this stuff and oh this was invaluable and oh you need this and oh you need that and i you know i admit i fell into it i most i bought most of it secondhand and i did buy a whole bunch from like one mom that all came together which wasn't all stuff i necessarily felt like i needed but i'm like okay i have it yeah um and for the most part i didn't use a good chunk especially the crib god the crib (laughs) (laughs) whatever Uh, yeah (laughs) it went right out the window (laughs) yeah we used our crib but we bought one that was like convertible and so now it's in its toddler bed quote unquote uh yeah. thing and then eventually we can use the the sides of it or the back I forget. yeah two pieces that we can a, use as a yeah. headboard and a headboard footboard and a for a regular yeah. bed yeah, yeah mine so. had that too i just but i just eventually was like no never mind <laughs> the time <laughs> we finished because we used this we did the same thing that nicole did by the time we did that for our third kid who at this point is you know three and a half um, I couldn't find the parts to take it apart and turn it into the head and footboard. So it's, it's literally behind me, behind buttons in my office. So, um, so it, it is just taken apart behind a couch, you know, like in case somebody needs it. We just can't bear to throw it away, um, because mm-hmm. it, all three of our kids slept in it. Uh, but uh, our, our youngest sleeps in a toddler bed that our, one of our neighbors was, getting ready to throw away it's like a dora like toddler bed that was that looks like a toy but it has a real mattress in it uh, so i've seen those yeah so we're yeah. just rolling in with that until she needs like a real until her room is like real good 
Yeah, when yeah, it's time, right. when it's school time, because that's what we said. When she goes to school, we'll paint her room whatever she wants. And, yeah, but right. so and take down all the, <clears throat> all the you know kind of neutral decorations, and then you know let her paint it frozen or whatever. <laughs> uh, yes. Undoubtedly frozen. <laughs> you know, I mean, maybe not. Is re- she is super weird because we try not to force anything on anybody. One of our our middle son was a pony guy, so he's like oh, a yeah. pony. Um, yeah. and so he wanted ponies forever. So we try to let him just do whatever because I really don't care. You know. Yeah. Right. And so you know, she has Shopkins and she wants a Shopkins backpack. For school, she's declared that that is the only acceptable backpack. Um, Anna has one, and we didn't even know what Shopkins were. (laughs) She just saw it in the store. I'm like, she's like, I want that one. I'm like, okay, it's cute and has like a little cupcake on or whatever. Yeah, I mean, whatever. So, I mean, they're cute. It's adorable. It's gonna be fine. It's little, therefore, it is cute. But she, um, but what she'll do is she'll take her Shopkins out, and we've started seeing this. She will play with our boys like castles and stuff for their Imaginext figures, and like. Uh So at one point she had C3PO playing with like a walking tube of lipstick and a Paw Patrol dog were hanging out on like this giant lion castle doing battle with a crazy ogre. So like at this point I saw that and I was like, you know what? We're fine. Just let her, they can play with whatever the hell they want. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, All right. um, So. As mentioned at the top of the show, Regina has a, a forthcoming book called Mothering the Game, which is on Inkshares right now. You can go to inkshares.com and search for it, and you'll be able to find it. I'm sure we'll have the, the direct link in our show notes. So, Regina, tell us a little bit um, about your book. Well, it's an idea I came up with last summer. Um, we went through, we stopped doing our podcast on a weekly basis because uh, both Rhonda and I, after about 150 episodes, Oh, wait, that's, that's Game On Girl. That's Game On Girl, right, yeah. Game On Girl, which we've rebranded. It's now called the Geek Embassy. So um, all the feed for Game On Girl is now Geek Embassy. But but it was started as Game On Girl, which was my title of my dissertation. Mm. Um, So all that had kind of worked into that. And so we we decided to step back. Um, Both of us had a lot going on sort of personally, Mm -hmm. Um, not to mention I was was mom. So I was now (laughs) managing all that with... um, with being a mom and I work, I, I'm a college professor. I mm-hmm. teach online. So I had a lot of kind of things going on. And so we decided to step back. And so last summer I was starting to think about wanting to write a book, which is something I've always wanted to do. And for a long time, I've had a publisher interested in my, me turning my dissertation into a book mm. and I couldn't figure out the resistance I was having to going that way. I mean, it's, it's written. I did great research. I have wonderful interviews. Mm-hmm. I have a supportive community for it. And I just couldn't get myself to sit down and write it. Yeah. And so I started to do a lot of soul searching to figure out where it was I wanted to write. And I kept coming back to the idea of writing a memoir. Mm-hmm. And I thought about writing a memoir kind of blazing through a- academia <laughs> because yeah. I've, I've left a good portion of what I was supposed to do as a PhD um, to kind of pursue uh, the stuff I do online instead. Mm-hmm. And um, have found a more rewarding and I think enriching process there Mm -hmm. Um, and had some kind of wonky experiences in my grad school years that I thought I could, you know, maybe shed some light on for people. But then I realized, you know, whatever you're writing a book about, and this might be the most obvious thing to say in the world, but whatever you're writing a book about, that's what you're living. Mm -hmm. Like 
Yeah. That's your life when you're writing. And I, and that's one of the reasons why the dissertation was about something that was personal for me about, mm -hmm. you know, women gamers, because I wanted to be living something that was meaningful. And so I started thinking about spending all my time writing a book, essentially sending fire to people who I didn't really like and a process <laughs> I didn't really like. Yeah. And thought I didn't want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I had started Facebook posts where I was uh, comparing motherhood to gaming and mm. parenting to gaming. And just, you know, little things like when I got pooped on for the first time, I was like, achievement unlocked, pooped on. <laughs> right. you know, and all those different things. Uh, so I just, it just dawned on me. I'm like, well, maybe I could actually make this into, this could be the book. Yeah. And that's where it started. And um, it just kind of evolved, just kind of evolved from there. And I had to put it on the back burner. Um for longer than I would have liked to because my mom passed away. Oh, um, no. So I lost her last August. And so just as I had like come to figure out what I wanted to write about, my whole life blew up. And so oh. I had, I put that aside for a little bit, but I've realized as I've started the InkShares campaign and I've been in, energized to write again, that I'm really in a lot of ways honoring my mom with this book mm. because she wanted so much for me to be a mom. And wanted so much for me to have that experience. And so by writing mothering as a game or as a game process, I'm sort mm -hmm. of taking one of the strongest parts of who I am and what my mom wanted and turning it into a game itself or a book itself. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's been I didn't I didn't even that wasn't intentional. That was just sort of a byproduct of what's <laughs> come from the writing. I was like, yeah. oh, look, I'm actually doing something that's, you know, super meaningful to me right now. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. Um. Let's see. So I think you had mentioned to us before we started recording uh, about possibly like reading a paragraph or two. Sure. Yeah, yeah I so have. You... Um, I have an excerpt here okay. um, from my next the chapter I just finished. Um, the chapter up on Inkshares. I only have one chapter up there right now. Is called um, Achievement Unlocked Daily Quests, mm. um, and pretty much focuses on sort of the repetition that goes along with being a parent, which I'm sure you guys understand acutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this chapter is called Achievement Unlocked Mana Charged. So Nice. And I'll read the first uh, maybe three or four paragraphs here. And I'm going to take a sip of water before I do that just because uh, <laughs> reading always like amps my voice up. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's early morning and flannel light is creeping in through the blinds. Night parent Night parenting currently calls for me to wake up several times to nurse my daughter. She sleeps long stretches, but it takes some milk for her to slowly drift back to sleep two or three times a night. We've moved into a routine where most nights this doesn't bother me or wake either us up very much. But last night was not a night like that. As the weak rays of gray light enter on this early summer morning, I am bleary-eyed and tired, drained. My internal health bar is low. My mana even lower. <laughs> I need more time in my bed to recharge since I know my morning coffee will only give me a short boost of energy that not sustain me through the day. But she is up and ready to go. <laughs> she adeptly slides off the edge of the floor bed and toddles over to the bookcase. She pulls each and every book off the shelves and delights herself with the piles she's created. <laughs> Once all the books are on the floor, she moves to the block stored in a bin nearby. Not quite strong enough to dump it over, she pushes until it tips and then pulls the block out by handful. <laughs> I continue nice. to lay in bed and doze, aware she's getting into things, confident in the security of the room. In a few weeks, she'll be able to open the door to the hallway, and my mornings are blazing in while she rifles through things will be over. I faintly hear a pop in the foreground of my snoozing. What was that? My inner voice says. Then, 
Ah, nothing. Everything in this room is safe. <laughs> oh, boy. I'll leave you there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. 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 That has happened actually uh, recently. I s- we have like a lock a door somewhere. Oh, you know, she can't get into it. We'll lock the door. Right. She for- somehow figured out how to unlock the door like from the other side and i was just like oh crap unlocked doors we're in trouble so i find yeah i've already reached that point too yeah front door she can she can almost reach the deadbolt but if we just leave the handle lock she can unlock the handle yeah that's what anna was too we have this cool thing that goes around our deadbolts like this little plastic like jar thing that you have to hold in levers and turn i should send you the link to that because that works very well so. Yeah, I think I'm going to need that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Stephen was getting ready to say something here. Well, I was. I just find it, you know, so uh, it, it, it's the the endless stories like this is this this story that the excerpt that you just read is <clears throat> kind of like an iconic tale of parenting. Right. The idea of, you know, we we want to keep them in a safe place. Right. And initially yep. that's, and, and even if that safe place is us like snoozing while they play with their toys, accepting that we're going to have to clean up with them after, like that's the cost, right? right. The cost of mm-hmm. letting them be the, them be free within a limited space right. is that we have to clean up their mess. And so yeah. what's interesting is that that is so iconic because it, that same process just keeps getting bigger, right? Like we want to give right. them freedom. Yep. So I let them do. You know, I let, I, you know, I want my, my 10 year old to be, to, to be free to, you know, kind of make his own mistakes and do his own thing while I just kind of do my thing in the corner, not necessarily sleeping, but you know what I mean? <laughs> right. And yeah. the downside is if I'm not paying attention at, for too long, then he screws up all his homework or, you know, something like that. And so we still have to clean up. And then it just keeps that world that we mm-hmm. let them live in starts in their bedroom with us sleeping, right. with us barely a- awake on their floor. And eventually right. it mm-hmm. turns into us barely awake at all hours of the day worried about them. Um, and right. so I think that is. Um, you know, I love that chapter because number one, I lived it thrice. Um, <laughs> and so did my wife. Um, you know, she can't wait to read your book. Um, being that, awesome. you know, it's, it's at her perspective. Um, she, she can't wait. She doesn't even know about it yet. This is going to be a gift for her. Um, oh, great. Because immediately I was like, no, this is great. So, um, and I totally imagine the, like the, the, the manabar being empty. Right. Like I just absolutely. And I know uh, using the wow analogy, you get your one potion and it's never enough. Right. Exactly. It's never enough <laughs> for know, that, like that One cup of coffee is going to get you to like, you know, a third maybe of what you need. Exactly. <laughs> a good cup of and, coffee. <laughs> and if you're really on point and doing it right, that one cup of coffee will get you up to enough that you can just cast enough so that you pass out. And, you right. know, at the end of the day, and then you won. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> before yep. crashing and wiping. Um, so I, I so thank you for that excerpt. It was super. <laughs> sure. I mean, I, I read that chapter, the one that's on the, on the InkShares yeah. site, um, Achievement Unlocked, the, the daily quests. I completely identify with that. And I identify with that in a special way, too, being that I played World of Warcraft as well. Um, right. So when we're done talking about this chapter, I want to talk to you about World of Warcraft for a minute, um, if for nothing yep. else, because it'll drive Nicole crazy. Um, and, <laughs> and, um, it I'm doesn't the... drive me crazy. I, I appreciate 
Wow. I you appreciate, appreciate my it enthusiasm and I, for WoW? I respect it. Um, it's just not something that I played. I like Blizzard. You know I like Blizzard. I do know you it's like just, Blizzard. WoW is just not something that I played. And that's reasonable. So, that's reasonable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but she got all defensive. That's what that was, Regina. <laughs> um, so... Um, the the monotony of like repeating the same things for me, and this yeah. is something that the two of you will learn. You're getting there. Um, is um repeating not just the same tasks, but re- re- repeating the same like speeches and like e- explanations. Um, and some of that is because I have three children, and right. um, you know, so I have to remember that they're not all the same yeah yeah that i can't teaching a lesson to one i'm gonna have to teach the lesson to all of them um but some of that repetition like i i i feel it and it's like a jarring repetition um as opposed to a comforting one um Mm -hmm. and or at least it was in the start and this is something that like there comes a point though where having the same stuff to do and it becomes a like a routine that is comfortable and happy, you know, yeah. I never thought it would be familiar possible. and, yeah. you know, you, uh, you can predict it and you have an idea. And that's, that's actually another chapter that I'm working on where I talk about how, how quickly that routine does change and how you mm-hmm. can go from, like I, like I mentioned in this chapter where, you know, I used to be able to lay in the room while she played mm-hmm. and I can still do that to a small degree now but she's so much more mobile and able to do you know so much more that she can get out the door and head down the hallway and head into the kitchen where things are not necessarily that would be comfortable bad. and safe yeah 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 we have a gate at the top of our stairs even though Anna's four we still have the gate there and when Isaac my husband was away on a trip he, he go- travels quite a bit um she was like, I want to go downstairs. I was like in bed. I didn't want to get up. I'm like, okay, I'll let you go downstairs and play. And then I got up and came downstairs. And you regretted that decision, did you not? I did. Um, but she <laughs> unders like she has asked again. And I was because I, I told her like, okay, this was a disaster. You're not going to be able to do this. We can give it another try and maybe a few months or whatever. Right, yeah. But she still comes. And she's like, I want to go downstairs. I'm like, mm, nope. <laughs> nope not yeah, gonna happen we 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 have a single single uh level home so mm-hmm. we didn't have to do we haven't had to deal with stairs but what we did do because we had like tables and outlets everywhere and a yeah. screen tv was we actually built what we came to call the okay kid corral <laughs> where um we got these gates that you can link together right and literally outlined our entire living room space mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it blocked off the kitchen and it blocked off the TV and it blocked up all the plugs in the room Yeah, and pretty much made a giant playpen of the entire room for her. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was very relieved when we got rid of the OK Kid Corral. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. Because <laughs> it really made everything kind of small. Yes. <laughs> Even yes. though it was huge, it still felt closed in. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thanks for sharing information sure. about your game. Everybody should check it out. Uh like once again on ink shares and it's called mothering the game. And as noted, we'll put the direct link in our show notes when we have those. So we're going to move into our final segment, which is what we're playing. Uh, Regina, is there anything that you're playing right now? I've been playing. I haven't had a lot of time to play with the book, (laughs) as I mentioned. Um, But I've been playing a new phone game uh, that just came out from um, uh, EA uh, and Bejeweled. It's Bejeweled Stars. Mm. I've been playing, so that's a new, it's sort of their take on, um, 
Oh, God, what was that game everybody played? Candy Crush. Candy Crush, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of their take on Candy Crush where there are lives and there's more. Instead of just being bejeweled where you're trying to make as many yeah. matches as possible, it has the patterns and yeah. different obstacles you have to do. Yeah, I played a bit um, of it. Did Cor- you? Uh, Courtney Holmes is the community manager for that game, ah. BTW. Nice. So we've yes. talked. Courtney's been on this podcast before. She's a resident Nintendo expert who, you know, very... It was funny when I was asking for questions um, for the podcast, like around E3 or whatever. She's like, the question should be, how likely is it that Courtney will cry after seeing gameplay footage from Zelda? Like, <laughs> 75%. I, I, that, 75% is all but a guarantee. I would have well. put the over-under over at at least 85, mm-hmm. and yeah. I still bet the over. I mean, come on. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So sorry to interrupt, but yes, it's cool. I played a bit of it. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. Um, and the other game I've really been playing is my husband and I play the bingo battle on Pikmin mm. all the time, which gets not always friendly. <laughs> hey, man. Nice. Competition's a thing. Um, it is. <laughs> so if we could segue briefly, if I may, Nicole, sure. um, yes. away from things that you're playing immediately to things that you played once in the you day. So. <laughs> <laughs> do lightning round questions, um, and um, and then we can discuss from there. Uh, first, quarter alliance, alliance, alliance. Also, um, oh. race. <laughs> um. Oh God. Of your I, guess, I had a human. My my main was a human. Yeah. Human. Okay. Uh, yeah. Dwarf. Um. Cl- uh, preferred class of your primary. Warlock. 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 Interesting. Paladin. <laughs> um. Did you? Um. What was your last expansion? Before you quit, uh, Pandaria. So recently, I played. Mm-hmm. So I played up through R- Wrath of the Lich King. Mm, okay, um, that's when I got back into it right at the end of my dissertation. So yeah. I I played through Burning Legion, never killed the final boss with my raid, um, because I switched characters, um, because I was a, my pro- the main. As I define him as a dwarf, pa- a dwarf paladin, I rerolled mm-hmm. dwarf hunter because I wanted to find something that was a little easier to play. Um, mm-hmm. And so then for and I played through most of Wrath of the Lich King and then I stopped. Um, I actually in two weeks am actually going to be coming back to World of Warcraft. Oh. Um, and okay. we can talk about this off air. It's actually a big project. I'm going to be videotaping the whole thing or not videotaping because oh, they cool. don't do that anymore. But yeah. I'm going to be. Oh, wow. Um, Capturing the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't videotape. I just dated myself. Um, I'm going to be yeah. capturing it all and editing it together and making like a series of YouTube videos about the idea of like coming home. Um, because mm, I yeah. spent a huge amount of time in Azeroth and it has all changed. I have obviously. a whole post about that. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote a whole post about going back to WoW for that very reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and part of that is generating a lot of content. And what I'm going to do is play till the caps and then I'm going to stop so that I can just play it like a regular video game again. When they put mm-hmm. on an expansion, I buy it and I play it and I turn it off instead not rating anything because I rated a lot and that was less than healthy. Yeah, I got um, into that too. So, um, so yeah, so did you, that was going to be my next question. Did you raid? Yes, I killed Deathwing. You killed Deathwing. Wow. A few times. Look yeah. At you, look at you. Yeah. Look at you. I did not. Um, <laughs> I got a little cred. Okay. I do have a little cred. <laughs> I, did not, I was not questioning your cred. Um, that's that is super impressive. Um, so, um, and here's the last question: Did you or did you not like the Judgment armor for Paladins? Uh, the with the uh, the black and the gold and the red. Are you pro or anti Judgment armor? 
you know, I don't know if I have a, a distinct image of what it looked like. Mm, okay, so, so that means that you're neutral. There. So there are so <laughs> I de- so I define this world in two ways. Um, for me, it's very black or white. You are, I, and there are some neutral folks, very few, and they're they're the people that don't know. But you either love right. the judgment armor like me, or you're wrong. <laughs> Um, well, I like those colors. And you so. guys don't know, and that's okay. So that means by default you're not wrong because you can't, you don't know. Right. You can't you make know? a judgment. You can't make a judgment, <laughs> and that's fair. But um, the and the the judgment armor is the best suit of armor ever made in World of Warcraft. Um, anyone that wants to argue with that about me, tweet at me at EF Gaming. Yes, shots fired. <laughs> it's the best armor ever made. Um, so... Yeah, I um I, I I as soon as I saw you mention like a World of Warcraft mount and daily quests, right, I was yeah. like, oh man, when they added those, um I w- I thought it was an awesome idea at first, and then I realized that it basically turned World of Warcraft into homework. Yes, and because so what they were, what they are, yeah. Nicole, is there these? Th- I mean, it's is they are a series of quests. Quests in World of Warcraft have gold exclamation marks. Blue ones are quests that you can do every day. And what they did is they ins- they put this in there because the best way to get gold to pay for repair costs, etc., is to do quests. But eventually you run out of them. So mm. these repeatable so quests... This is for the people who have finished everything to yeah. go back and like repeat the same mm. quests over and over again. And then they put these carrots at the end of those quests, mm-hmm. of these different mounts you can get. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and they were... Sorry. No, no, that, that's a perfect example. I mean, you would eventually yeah. you'd be working towards something, but a lot of the cases it was, okay, so I can get enough money to pay for my repair costs while right. we're making go, progression. Go fish for me because I'm too lazy to fish for myself, so go fish for me in this one spot in this one town every day over and over and over again. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> it sounds like the drudgery it is. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, I thought it was a great idea when they started it, and yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. It was never ending. Well, and I think, at least for me, I think part of the problem I had, like a friend of mine who read the chapter, she's like, I can appreciate it, but she's like the the completionist in me couldn't handle being halfway to finishing it and not finish. Mm. And I was just like, no, I just couldn't handle the drudgery. And part of the problem was because the length of time it took you to go and to repeat those daily quests was so intense. Like it was, you know, I mean, what could you do? 20 of them a day activity. I mean, yeah, was, and not even. I think it was more for that one. I think I was getting thirteen to fifteen, depending on what dropped for one. Yeah, uh, it just was not. And you needed like three hundred or five hundred or something like that for. I think you needed six hundred total because you needed three hundred for one part and three hundred for the next one. Anyway, it just took forever. Anyway, <laughs> it was a mess. It was a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, well, I'm glad to um had to uh, to finally be on a podcast with someone that knows. <laughs> uh, I went through. I played Vanilla WoW. I raided Molten Core. Right, yep. Um. I remember those Mondays or those Sat Friday, Saturday, and Sundays to push through one dungeon. Yeah. And man, yeah. did I get tired of lava. Um. Mm-hmm. I know how much. Uh, my claim to fame is that I know how much experience Nefarian is worth. <laughs> um, because I had a dwarf priest and they brought me in for fear ward and he was level 58 spoilers. Nefarian is worth 72 experience points. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the, I, I actually know the name Nefarian, but that's because he's a card in Hearthstone. Yes. Hearthstone. Um, I love Hearthstone. I love Hearthstone. Yes. Yeah, I haven't so, played in a while, but I love it. Yeah, I love it too. I've been playing it. I hit rank 13 she this got, season. She got me so, addicted. How about that? That's the highest I have ever made. So that was pretty cool. I've been awesome. working at that for like forever. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but then also I've been playing some more uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf again. I'm just helping my daughter. That's You're just helping her. Telling us. You're yeah, just helping her. I'm just helping her. Um, sure. But no, she's like really into it. Like, um, you know, obviously she goes to bed at a normal time. So I was playing at night and, you know, the, there are certain fish that only come out at nighttime. And so I caught some of those fish and one of them was an eel. And she's like, oh, my God, an eel. I want to catch an eel. So like we we let her stay up like on a weekend night so that she could catch an eel because oh, that's, cool. that's how excited she was about yeah. that. But then um, besides that, I've been playing Stardew Valley. Talk about a game that seems like it's drudgery, but I absolutely yeah. love it. Uh you know, it's basically, it's basically like, like Harvest Moon. And I honestly, I don't know why these games are so, um, appealing to me, but it's Harvest Moon and Animal Crossing jammed together. Sort of. Sort of. I'm going to say sort of. Um, cause Animal Crossing is, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I guess, I guess a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I'm wearing it's her cool. down. Regina, I'm wearing it down. Eventually, she's going to agree with me. I think if you suggested, this is what I think. I think if you would say, oh, so it's like Harvest Moon and Animal Crossing jammed together, she might have been like, yeah, yeah. But because it was me, she's like, no. Her initial reaction is, nah, Steve can't be no. right. And that's it's okay. Definitely, My it's wife very does the much same more, thing. Yeah, it's very much more Harvest Moon than it would be Animal Crossing. Big difference. There are not little uh, anthropomorphic animals living in your town. So there's that yeah. difference. Um, there is a mouse that sells you hats. If you can talk, <laughs> you count. <laughs> okay, but there are other Mic humans drop. in the town. That is not. Yeah, that's fine. That's in fine. Animal Crossing, you're the only person. So we're, I mean, but that's just the aesthetic. At the end of the day, they're just people. They look different. Yes. That doesn't make them any less people. Okay. Okay. You got me there. But yeah, so Stardew Valley you. is cool. I am on. I'm on my sec. I'm in summer of my second year, and uh, it's it's pretty well. It's got a little bit more of um, of a story going on through it uh, than some Harvest Moon games, like from year to year. So, kind of keeps you plugged to get a little bit further. And also the fishing game, fishing game, which was so hard at the beginning, and I finally got the hang of it, and now it's cool. Stephen, how did you do with that fishing game? <sighs> um, it took a while to figure it out. Also, yeah. so Re- <laughs> Regina, I don't know. Have you ever played Stardew Valley? <laughs> No, I haven't. <laughs> okay, so, well, here's how, like, the, the quick hits is, so you have a bar, right? So it's like a temperature gauge is what it looks like, right? And so the fish, and it's like a depth. So the fish, like, goes up and down inside that de- inside that kind of temperature gauge. What you do is you have to click or push a button, depending on if you're using a controller, to move this square, or not square, but, like, this colored field inside this tube up or down. Right, and, and the keep, idea keep is the fish you have in to it. Keep, yeah. the keep the fish in it. it. Okay. Now the, that's all well and good if you can predict where the fish is going, um, because the the idea is you have to, you know, you're filling up this other gauge while they're matching, right? Right. And so what the problem is if the fish dips low, and you are and you dip too fast to catch to it, the um, it doesn't up. it it's it. it, it does like it's like it's floating in water so it kind of you know it'll dip down farther and you got to bring it back up so if you get if the fish jukes you out of your shoes like a then you're screwed um Mm -hmm. so you really have to be careful um to i mean i'm I'm saying this like you got to really take it super serious but you you have to be careful to kind of predict where the fish is going and not 
it's there's a lot of touch involved, right? Yeah. So you have to just be more careful with how you use it. It's I mean, it, it's great. Yeah. The other thing that's funny though about that mini game is like you know you level up each of your skills in this game. So farming, fishing, mining, etc. You all get leveled up. In this case, the fishing gets easier as you level up. It does. So I'm like, that's yes, because you get a better rod, and then the field that you need to keep the fish in gets bigger, and you can get tackle to put on your rod like a lead bobber, so that if you need to go down to the bottom, your your field isn't bump bouncing up and down; it just goes straight okay. there and stays there. So yeah, so I'm like, this is backwards. Like it just gets easier the higher level you get. So <laughs> and, and you can't even get like a decent new rod until you hit level two. So like You're rewarded for your tenacity. Yeah. So I, w- I wasn't catching any fish like right off the bat, you know, before I had leveled up. So I was just like, per- like, just like in Animal Crossing or Harvest Moon, when you're fishing, you can get garbage. So I was like purposely fishing for like two hours in the night, just catching garbage just so that I could level up so I could get a better fishing rod. So, yeah. I've, so the only Wait. reason I'm not that far in the years, cause I actually keep restarting. Um, and part, and I'm, and, and this is the kind of game where I'm actually kind of okay with that. And I think that I might Mm -hmm. never get past like spring just because it's a lot of layered systems. And I really Mm -hmm. am enjoying the idea of, okay, so what happens if I start? And I realize that that's why the game rotates through all these seasons is that you could just have another spring and it won't hurt you if you don't have a great first year. But I'm super impatient and don't want to wait through summer, fall and winter to get another spring. So I just restart. Um, (laughs) But what's cool is every time I start over, I have my daughter come in and help me redesign the the little girl character. Um, Oh, nice. Because that's what I do now. Now that I have two sons and a daughter, I make all of my characters in role-playing games where I can choose them female and name them Maggie after my daughter. Um, because that way I don't have to make either of the boys angry that I chose the other brother. It's just like I'm <laughs> the female character, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Have you played anything else, Steven? I have. I've been playing Mighty Number no. 9. Oh, how is that? Um, Decidedly not great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, here's what I wanted. What I was hoping is that I would be spending $30 to buy like a Mega Man game that could like get my kids to lean into it because maybe it's a little bit more attractive, mm. even just a little bit. Um, maybe a little bit easier. Let's coach. Mm. No, not even. It's it's hard. It's a Mega Man game. Um, but it's not, it's just, it doesn't, <laughs> it's not good looking enough to justify um it, it, it this is to all the parents out there if you're if you're if you were a mega man fan and you want your kids to play it just buy the mega man legacy collection it's on everything for like 30 bucks um unless you absolutely must play this game um don't bother and even if you must wait until it's on sale this fall where you can probably get it for ten dollars in the bargain bin um at which point i think for ten dollars i'd have i'd have been fine with it but um, mm-hmm. it is frustrating at certain parts. Yeah, it's just it's just not great, and it's really disappointing. It's mm. really disappointing. I I really was excited for it. Um, yeah, I don't think a lot of people were, and the, what I've read um, around the interwebs is that lots of people were disappointed about it. Yeah, so. your boy uh, Colin Moriarty, who is Mega Man fan numero uno, yes. had it for two weeks before launch and did not beat it, and mm-hmm. he didn't think he was going to from what I yeah. listened to, which is that tells you everything you need to know. If yeah. Colin Moriarty isn't going to beat a Mega Man game, then 
Why bother? Yeah. <laughs> My hope is that they made enough money to make it to give him the reign to make another one because I really think mm. that now, like Mega Man Two is better than Mega Man One, so just mm. I think it, there's room, but I don't know. All right. Oh, right, cool. So I think that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, if you have questions, comments, or feedback, you can send those to hello at pixelkin.org. As mentioned, the top of the show, and Regina, it's been great having you here with Thank us. Thank you. Um, it's been such a pleasure to be on. Yeah, so Regina is from the Geek Embassy. Is that just geekembassy.com? Is that it's the, the geekembassy.com. The com. Yeah. And she's working on a book called Mothering the Game, which you can find on Inkshares. And Stephen, Stephen is, <laughs> sorry, I just... <laughs> Steven from somewhere, someplace. <laughs> Steven, I don't like. Would you like me to just take it away, Nicole? <laughs> yes, just go. <laughs> thank, just go. Thank you, Nicole. Everybody, as said before, my name is Steven Newsman. I am the editor-in-chief of EngageFamilyGaming.com. It is a website on the internet where parents like myself, my wife, occasionally Nicole and others gather to give you the information you need about the games your kids want to play, even if they don't know it yet. This is also not the only podcast you can hear my voice on. So if you listen to this and thought, you know, I need more of that obnoxious guy, um, then you can head over where I am actually the host, and that is Engage, a family gaming podcast. Both of these ladies are going to be on that podcast. They may not know it yet, but they will be there again. Um, <laughs> you will also find my written word on EngageFamilyGaming.com. You can access that in a number of different ways. Most notably, you can find us on Facebook, Engage Family Gaming. You you can find us on Twitter, at EF Gaming. We're on Instagram and all that junk, but the best thing to do is I would recommend that you head on over to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community and join our Facebook group. We talk about all sorts of nerdy stuff and games for our kids and some really good ideas coming out of some of our community members today about how to organize games for kids of different ages. I don't know if you saw that, Nicole. Um, I did. Miranda is great. Um, I got to get her on the podcast yeah. at some point. She has some anxiety issues. I don't know if I'll be able to convince her, but maybe I'll get her on there. She's got some great ideas for, uh, she has lots of kids of different ages and yeah. stuff she's got to do. with. stealth record her. You uh, could stealth recorder. Just have her come over and be like, the, we're going to talk and then have another in the state of Con- In the state of Connecticut, that's a felony. <laughs> so, no, I will not do that. Um, maybe if I fly her out to Seattle, I don't know if it's a crime out there, but in the state of Connecticut, that's a felony. I would like to maintain operations. So, that's all the stuff about me. I am super excited. As I, as I say to Nicole every week, this is the best hour of my week. Um, oh, so, yeah. And it was that much better because I got to meet the good doctor here, Regina. <laughs> um, and we talked, we nerded out about World of Warcraft on, yes, on gaming with the yeah. moms, which is a first. Um, have you played you know Overwatch you, yet, you Regina? Could do- Sorry, go ahead. What was that? Have you played Overwatch yet, Regina? I have not, no. I mean, just, didn't it just come out? Just yeah. Like- I know you like to yeah. wait. It's really good. It's really yeah. Good. And that's not, it's, it's more right now because, the book is everything finish there is. Yeah. Finish it. Yeah. So here's any you, here's any moment I don't have my daughter. <laughs> finish, finish your book. Yeah. Well, if for nothing else, finish okay. your book because I'd like to read it. Um, <laughs> and I can't do so until then. But then come back right. on the podcast and me and Nicole will tell you all the games that you need to play. Okay. When, now that you good. have more time. You're right. Exactly. Uh, that's a deal. I'll take that up. <laughs> well, or you can come on my very, podcast. Very cool. It's it's fine. Or we could we record both podcasts at once. <laughs> But is that a felony? I just <laughs> not, see. It's only a felony if I record you without telling you. 
Oh, okay. It is okay. very obvious to all three. I think the, the consent to be recorded is kind of implicit by nature of the fact that A, we're on Skype, and B, you said, is everyone recording and all of us? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, and I just realized, too, that I didn't give the details about Pixelkin. Pixelkin yeah. is a website for gamers with kids. We cover everything from hardcore games all the way down. To little apps for preschoolers that my daughter enjoys. I use her as a test subject for many of said apps. And she um, hates it, I'm she, sure. She's so miserable. No, she doesn't mind. She, yeah. keeps, she asks for new ones all the you, time. Mommy, when are you going to give me a new app? <laughs> I, just, a, I just did an article on the embassy, my daughter's first three games. Yeah. Her first three video it, games. So, it yeah. is. Yeah. The, my, my kid. I'm sorry. You go ahead. What were her first three games? Uh, her first three games. There was a, a Fisher Price has a bunch of free apps. I nice. Yeah, that are not. like animal sounds, and they're really simple, and they're free, and she still mimics, because they do, the elephant says, stomp, 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 mm-hmm. and so she still does that every time she sees an elephant. Um, My Hungry Caterpillar? What? That's that an one? app? Yes. What? An app based on the me. book. It is beautiful, and it's got great music, because I'm really picky about the music, that anything that she engages with has mm-hmm. to have music that I can live with. <laughs> well because yeah, the music can get really there. annoying really quickly yeah. and yeah. the music in that is outstanding but the art it's all based on the hungry caterpillar um, yeah. and so you have to play and play with and feed the hungry caterpillar and then that. to sleep and over a series of days he'll turn into a butterfly it's really cool very cool like, um, yes. and then the third one was um, probably one that you guys are familiar with um, endless numbers yeah. Yes, the endless games. The endless endless games alphabet are... was the first one that I that we gave yeah. to Anna. Yeah, we try. I tried endless alphabet, which she likes, mm-hmm. um, but she gravitated toward the numbers in a way that um, this liberal arts major and English teacher was like, "What?" <laughs> right. Okay. But yeah. Really it, so, um, yeah. Yeah. Those are great games. Yeah. They're yeah, they a little are. a little on the expensive side. They are. They're as worth far every as dollar though. Go. They're worth. They are. They really are. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to yeah. spend the money. Um, if you're going to yeah. spend money on apps, spend it on those. If sure. I might recommend yeah. uh, the Tiggly mm-hmm. line of stuff uh, that come okay. with the actual physical toys that you can put on your iPad. Oh. Um, oh. Super amazing. Just look up T-I-G-G-L-Y, or better yet, you can go to EngageFamilyGaming.com and search Tiggly. I will do that. Because I have some, uh, I have some uh, resources <laughs> there. Because um, yeah. I've reviewed I'll them. I have out. a really good relationship with the development team over there. Um, cool. They're basically okay. like letters and numbers and shapes that you put on the screen, and the screen knows, because it's a multi-touch, it knows right. because of where the dots are, what you're putting on the right. screen, and they have yeah. you know, a letter thing and a shape thing. It, it, it's really cool, if I may recommend. That is cool. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd love to check it out. She's getting to the point now where, well, like the really easy ones, like the Fisher Price ones are, you know, passe. So I'm yeah. definitely in the market for new ones. Yeah, not educational, but I super highly recommend the Toka Boca and Sego oh, yeah. mini apps. They're not educational, but they're uh, just, yeah, they're you know, fun. I'm not against entertainment because, yeah. you know, they can, they, they stand to be entertained. Just like Yeah, kids, there's you know, one series um, called the Toka Life series, which uh-huh. is basically like a little people play set. Yeah. Like times ten because it's digital. So you have right. all these little characters, you have these little places. Let's just, I, I just need to say that my relationship with the PR person from Tokoboka and Sego Mini, because they are basically the same company, has been one of the most important relationships I have been able to form <laughs> since lurking at Pixelkin because they give me all of their apps and I just awesome. uh, Collusion. Yeah, Oaks. Collusion. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. That's the best uh, kind of conclusion, as far as I, yeah. That was 100, that was one hundred percent sarcasm. I'm, I'm that's that's built purely on hate. 
And by hate, I mean <laughs> like. You know what, Stephen? I'm sure that you could you could do the same thing. Like all you have to do is contact them and be like, "I write about kids stuff." They'd be like, "Hey, sure." Oh, I'm sure. I'm I'm not. I'm just being silly. I'm. We're gonna. I'm probably gonna do that as soon as we get off this podcast. Are you crazy? (laughs) Um, So this, like like I say, this is the this is uh, the best hour of my week, and it has been a pleasure um, having you on, Regina. We're definitely gonna have to have you on engaged to talk about stuff. I'd love that. All right. I think that's everything then. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye y'all.